Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Balance for Working Moms by Your Life Rocks. I'm your host, Jenny Stemmerman, and today we're talking about some real practical strategies on how you can be the best mom you can be while working from home. (laughs) If you've been like me, sometimes we can get a little bit short-tempered or feel distracted or just feel like maybe there's a better way of doing it. And we have two special guests coming on today giving us that practical advice so it can really be some of the best experience for all of us. Even if your kids are little, even if your kids are big, this applies to you. And even if you're not working necessarily from home right now, We still are doing things around the house that we need our kids to be distracted doing something else or doing something that requires focus. It could be paying the bills. It could be chatting with a friend on the phone. These strategies will work for all of those situations as well. Now, at the beginning of this episode, you heard me mention that this is a podcast called Redefining Balance for Working Moms by Your Life Rocks. Yeah, that is a mouthful. The podcast used to be called Your Life Rocks. We've been on the air now for six years, if you can believe it. So if you are new to the show, make sure that you hit subscribe and you can go back through a back catalog of almost 300 episodes. Oh my goodness. All about faith and marriage and parenting and building your career, helping you with your finances, helping you with your health, all of the areas of life as working moms we're trying to balance. And you know, Your Life Rocks is more than just this podcast. We have a mobile app that you can download for free that has planning tools in there, a lifestyle guide that comes out once a quarter. Right now in the app, I think it says monthly. I couldn't keep up with monthly. We needed to change it to quarterly and just haven't updated that text yet. But every single quarter, you can get tips and inspiration on all eight areas of life from experts that are bringing you practical tips that you can really apply to your life and get lasting results. You can also find us over on YouTube with extra content there for all the different areas of life. And of course, we have programs and courses and all kinds of great things for you too at yourliferocks.com. Now today for our conversation, I am joined by Sherry Medini and Carissa Tunis, and they are the co-authors of Parenting While Working From Home, a monthly guide to help parents balance their careers, connect with their kids, and establish their inner strength. Now, these two dynamos, in addition to being friends, are also co-owners of a popular parenting website, adorethemparenting.com. Now, I really, really loved my conversation with these guys because they get what practical means. It's not just about fluff. They're not just here to talk about their book, but they're really here to help us all with strategies on how we can just be better and have fun along the way and really cherish these moments. You'll hear a little bit on why they started their website, which is very similar to why I started Your Life Rocks. And you'll get to hear a little bit of that story as well. And I also think it's just inspiration too, as moms, as working moms, busy moms, that we have this inspiration of what a friendship can look like in communicating with our friends, which they're gonna give a little bit of backstory on how they met. So if you're looking for some more friends in your life, You'll maybe get some tips on that too in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Sherry and Carissa. Carissa and Sherry, welcome to the Redefining Balance podcast. I am so excited to have you guys on to share some real practical tips on how we can survive as moms working from home and being productive at the same time and really kind of still be a good mom that we want to be. And I love that you guys have some practical tips for us today and some great insight to share. But before we get into all of that, talk to us a little bit about who you are and how you guys came to be together. So I'm Carissa Tunis, and I have four children. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. 
But I used to live in Pennsylvania, close to Sherry. And we met about five, six years ago on the playground, actually. Um, We were introduced to each other by a mutual friend. And we had children similar ages. And that's what kind of started our relationship and eventually turned into more than a friendship, a partnership working on Adore Them parenting website. I love that so much. Now, talk to us a little bit about Adore Them. What kind of information do you guys have on your website? And how did that partnership kind of like, what do you guys provide together? So Adore Them started as just kind of a side project. We decided that we were going to start a parenting website that was very positive and offered a lot of practical tips and solutions for parents. And we shot to a bunch of experts across the country and had them weigh in on a lot of popular parenting topics. Um, we found at the time there was a lot of information out there that was negative in tone, but glossed over with kind of a snarky sense of humor. Um, but we found that a lot of that stuff, when you continue reading that over and over again, it really has a negative impact on your attitude and even your mindset and can almost create this parent versus child dynamic that wasn't very healthy. And so our goal was to create something that was truly positive and would be encouraging to parents. Sherry and I love being parents to our children and we want to help other parents find that joy in their own parenting journey as well. So we started Adore Them Parenting four years ago, and it turned from a side project into our full-time job. And we've had articles now published around the country, even in other countries, and decided this past year, it was time to write a book. So we wrote a book and that just came out the end of January. So just a little over a month ago. I love it. You know, it's so funny how things kind of like evolve and come to be with just like a, a small spark of inspiration. Very similarly to how I started Your Life Rocks is I felt like I kept seeing all of this information from working moms talking about like the negative side of being a working mom. And it was helpful information, but it was like, again, snarky and just kind of the more you read it, the more you're like, you kind of buy into that mindset, right? Of it's okay to be a hot mess and to, you know, need the wine at night because it's like life is so stressful and you have to deal with it. And it's, there's a whole different way that you could be. And and I think that exposing people to a more positive outlook and a different perspective is really important. So I just thank you guys so much for what you do for parents everywhere, for moms everywhere, because it is needed to have good, helpful, positive, joyful parenting advice. Thank you. All right. So today we're talking mostly about really how we can still be great moms while we're working from home. I know with a a lot of people have always kind of worked from home or maybe had positions that were a little bit more flexible. That is part of a normal workforce. However, with COVID-19 and the pandemic, a lot of people found themselves working from home that maybe have never really done it before. And I think it's like anything else when you're doing something new, it's a whole different skill set that you need to have, especially when your kids are home with you. You know, I think a lot of us, we are used to kind of living in silos kind of, you know, we have our time that we're a mom and then we have a time that we're working. And with this last year, those two silos have kind of merged into one sometimes and it can be really, really difficult. I've talked to a lot of women who are like really excited to go back into the office or have their kids go back into school. And then there's other handful of moms that are like, you know what? I actually really kind of like it. I like that flexibility of having my kids with me and working from home. And they are looking for avenues or being able to negotiate avenues to keep that going, even as we go back to a normal. What are your guys' thoughts on just kind of the, the overall shift of the workplace of women working from home and kind of the pluses and benefits of that? 
Yeah, absolutely. It has been a definite shift for a lot of people. Carissa and I have both been working from home for a little over a decade. So when all of this, when everybody else started to come into our world, it was our (laughs) opportunity to say, okay, we found some things that have worked well for us. And maybe there's a way that we can help our fellow parents because we've heard that as well. The people that are just kind of, you know, counting down the days that they can go back to the office. And that may be a reality for some people. However, a lot of companies are announcing that they're shifting to more of a work from home or remote or hybrid model anyway. So we've gotten past the point where you know we can't just stick a Band-Aid on it anymore. We need to figure out how can we make this work for our family. And you're right. There are a lot of benefits to this. There, there's amazing things that can come from this. But we also need those tools and resources to make sure that it's not really overwhelming. That we can get to that point where it feels like we're working all day and getting nothing accomplished, right? Because we don't clock in and clock out. A lot of people are shifting to more of a project-based model. And that can be exhausting. So how do we set up our own boundaries? But also, how do we take advantage of the flexibilities that are being offered to us that you're not having to commute, (laughs) that you are able to touch base with your kids and get a little bit creative with how your days look? Yeah, I so love that. Because similar to how you guys started your website, how I started Your Life Rocks, is it really is that we're going down this path and you can either take that positive approach or you can look at it as, wow, this is going to be a nightmare and something we have to survive. And so I love that you guys put together this book because it it is practical steps that we actually can have, but also with that mindset of let's just make this awesome because it really can be awesome to be with our kids all of the time and have them be part of our our lives and, and it be all integrated together. I think that's the key, right? That it's okay to bring them into this, that Carissa and I are intentional with telling our kids what we're working on, sharing that with them. And, you know, a lot of times they love being a part of that, that I will ask them questions, be like, which one do you like better? Or, you know, what do we think we should do when I was, you know, sitting down to write this book? And I was like, guys, how do you think I can be a better writer? And my seven-year-old was like, I think you should read more books. And I was like, you know what? I think that's an amazing idea, right? (laughs) And he got to be a part of that and they get to touch base and they also get to see what that looks like. A lot of times we talk about how we all have our own responsibilities. Right now, school is their job. Are there parts of school that they love? Yeah. Are there parts of school that are not their favorites? Yes, that is true too. And my husband and I are open and honest with them about there are parts of our jobs that we don't love either. That there are things that just feel boring or not really that worthwhile. But there's things that we have to do to get to the good stuff. And I think it's important to include the whole family in that, especially since I like your that visual of all the silos have been combined. So you know, what do we make of that? And how do we live in a world where it's okay to have that. I do appreciate that since we've been forced into more of this work from home shift, that it's become a little bit more normalized to have a family environment, to Mm -hmm. see the kids, to hear the kids. That I know a lot of people were put in a position in the office where you almost had to pretend like the kids didn't exist. Because if the kids existed, then you weren't dedicated to your work. And I've seen that shift where family life has been normalized. And I think it's so beautiful to 
to see that happen. I definitely agree. I definitely think it's a positive thing. Even if people are going back into the office and maybe returning to normal, you can't like get that part of our lives out anymore. I think it's taking a more substantial point into our careers, which is really, really important. Now, you already kind of hit on this a little bit of Mm -hmm. involving your kids into your work. But I know the first tip that you have for us is really making your moments count. And I think that this is something as moms, we all know, like, you know, we should, yes, we want to make our moments count. But talk to us about how we can really make that part of our game plan of working from home. Absolutely. So we can so easily lose those little 10 to 15 minute increments throughout the day, especially if we're working from home, we're trying to maintain our homes, we're trying to maybe teach our kids from home or just or live with little toddlers at home that you might not know where to where to put that attention. And those little increments of time can escape you. And as a parent of working from home, we need to capitalize on all of those. So really being aware of where that time is going and lumping in some of that self-care as well that, okay, I need a shower today. <laughs> so do I, I can take that 20 minute shower or maybe I can take like a 20 minute bath and give myself, you know, a mini spa treatment and walk out of that feeling like I did something that kind of pampered myself. Or, you know, if I'm going to sit down and my kids want to watch a movie for the afternoon, I would do this when they were in the toddler phase and watched the same movie every single day. I would sit down on the couch with them. I would snuggle with them, but I would also like put in my own earbud and listen to a podcast that I enjoyed or something like that, that I felt like they were getting the mom snuggles that they needed. They were tuning out and watching their movie and I was able to do something for myself too. So trying to be a little bit intentional about that. I also like to create like a 10 minute to-do list have a Google Doc set up where these are all the tasks I can accomplish in 10 minutes. So whether that's for the home, you know, loading the dishwasher feels like it takes an hour, but it really doesn't. (laughs) It only takes a few (laughs) minutes. Or responding to an email or updating a web page or, you know, whatever that might be. So that way, if I'm like, okay, I have 10 minutes till I have to get the kids or I have 10 minutes before I have to jump on that Zoom call, I can do something productive with that time. And when we're really chunking down our days into those little segments, you do feel like you're moving forward. That being said, we also have to be really clear on what matters and what's just busy work. As a working parent, we have to focus on what's going to make the biggest difference. So trying to think, what's the value in this? You know, I do have limited time. So where can I spend that that's going to make the biggest impact? That's so good. I love the 10 minute checklist, the 10 minute to-do list because you're right. Sometimes we do like think, oh, this is going to take forever when really it doesn't. And, you know, I definitely believe in the philosophy of the task will grow into whatever time you give it to. And there's a lot of things that we're like, okay, I'm going to give myself an hour to complete this certain project or to research this one thing. When really, if you say, okay, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes, you can probably get the same amount of work done in that same 10 minutes as you would do if you gave yourself a whole hour to do it. I think that that's really, really great. One of the things I know for myself, and I've worked from home and worked in the office and worked for others, worked for myself, kind of a wide variety of everything. And my last corporate held job that I had, and I was working from home pretty much full time for them. I had to fly into the office every once in a while, but it was difficult sometimes when you had, you know, when you're talking about using your time wisely, there were times that my boss would say, okay, these are the things that I need you to do. 
this week. And then I knew in my head thinking I might not want to do like that to me doesn't seem like time well spent doing that when I could be doing these other things. And I think that sometimes part of this practical tip piece too, is balancing our own thoughts around what we have to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Like we'll call it, you know, you have to pay the toll, you know, just like I was (laughs) saying, like with, with my kids and even with our work, you know, do I think this is a good use of my time? No. But do I want to keep my job and keep my boss happy? Yes. (laughs) You know, and, and is it worth that sometimes, like if you were to go back to the boss and say, I don't think this is worthwhile, then you have to spend that time and effort proving why you don't think it was worthwhile, which is also a use of your time. So, you know, there, of course, especially when you're working from other people, there's a time and a place to, you know, do what's being asked of you. But those maybe are the tasks that you are not giving 110% to. Those are the tasks where you're watching a movie <laughs> while you complete them or you know you're doing it you're covering your bases but it's not you're going to try not to get super stressed out about it you're going to just you know be like okay if it's checked off the list that's good enough those are the good enough tasks i like that i like the good enough tasks that's awesome all right so making your moments count definitely important Next one is fulfilling your kids' needs first. Now, when I first read this one, I honestly, I like re- had to go back and reread it. I was like, wait, did they really say that? Because everyone else is like, take care of yourself first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, take care of your kids' needs first. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, they are so spot on with this one. It is brilliant. Oh, thank you. So like I said, I have four kids. They range from 12 years down to eight months. So it looks very different for each of my kids. This tip really comes from when I um, had three toddlers still at home with me before they started school and I was trying to work from home. I would try to dive into getting something accomplished when I thought they were entertained or playing nicely for a minute. And very quickly, they would come up and start interrupting me. And I just found myself constantly saying, you know, give mommy five more minutes. Just wait, you know, I'll help you in a minute with that. But I realized whatever I was working on, I was not giving 100% to when they were standing beside me asking for something. And then I wasn't meeting their needs either. So I discovered that if I could meet their needs first before jumping into work, they were much more willing to let me be productive for a while. So for us, when they were toddlers, that looked like I would make sure everyone went to the bathroom. I would fill up a snack bowl with some of their favorite snacks. I would make sure all of their sippy cups were filled. And then I would look around their playroom for some toys that would hold their attention for a while. And I would create these big playscapes in our family room. An example I like to use is I would dump Lincoln logs on one side. I dump their plastic animals on the other. I'd put construction trucks in the middle of the room and I would say, all right, here is your construction site. Move the logs, build a zoo, bring in the animals and have fun. And they would dive in and play for a long time. And I could sit on the couch on my laptop and actually work and be productive without interruptions for a while. Another thing I would do because I have a girl and boys, I would get out, you know, Polly Pockets and Matchbox cars, or I would just look for things that could be played with together and try to create these little villages or, you know, these really interactive setups that would keep their attention. But the point that I want to make too with that is I would sometimes feel a little guilty if I wasn't sitting there on the floor playing with them. So I would try to be very intentional with that time I was using to set up with them. You know, we would make it fun. I'll run into the bathroom together. I'll run out to the kitchen and get out their favorite bowls and snacks and, you know, dumping all the toys out. I would be very intentional about that and making that time with them fun. And then when I would sit at my computer, they knew that it was now my work time. 
So now as my kids are getting a little bit older, you know, they're more independent. They can take care of themselves, especially the 12 year old. I now have to be very intentional with scheduling time that I stop working and go check in with her and see what's happening in her life, what happened in her school day, what I can help her with for homework wise. You know, the eight month old, the baby, he'll cry and let me know if he needs anything at all. But as the kids get older, I need to make sure that I'm being intentional with checking in with them throughout the day as well. I think that that is such a great point because oftentimes when we think about problems with working from home or the interruptions that we have, we think about like the younger kids because they're the ones who, you know, can't read the sign on our door that says mommy's working, (laughs) go ask daddy, you know, like they, they don't quite understand some of those more boundaries that we talk about setting up. And so it can be really, really difficult. But on the flip side of that, I mean, my kids are 11 and 15. So very flip side of that. But it can be really hard because I can be a workaholic. So I can come into my office and I can work from like 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. and, you know, go fill up my coffee when I need to. And they can be occupied playing video games and doing their school and going outside and playing. And, you know, they're pretty self sufficient at this point. But you're so right that we do have to kind of be very intentional then about going and seeking them to ask them how they're doing and involve with themselves because otherwise they can just be like, well, mom's busy. She's too busy for me. And so I have to just go and take care of myself. And that brings out a whole different range of issues and different mom guilt. And it can be very difficult. So I love that you brought that up. Okay. On this show, we talk a lot about systems. After all, we totally believe that systems are one of the three pillars in helping you create more balance in your life. But what do systems actually mean? And how do you actually apply them to your life? It's one thing to hear what other people are doing, but how do you apply that to yourself without getting completely overwhelmed? Because, you know, we still have to do life. This is why I created the Life Balance Method, because, you know, you can take a course and you can learn new skills and you can listen to podcasts, but it's really in that application that we learn to make lasting change into our everyday. And as a result, we feel like a better mom, more calm, more focused, and more in alignment with being who we want to be as a wife, as a mom, as a worker in our career, and just as a woman of God. Inside of the 12-week program of Life Balance Method, you will go week by week and apply the systems that will help you create balance in every area of your life. Every single week, we are focusing in on a different area and showing you different systems, helping you create focus, and really aligning with what your goals are for those areas and how to actually achieve them. And as you're walking this out, the Life Balance Method gives you access to Life Balance Membership and I'll even mail you a life balance planner so that you can be living this out each and every single day. You guys, this is the program that teaches you the systems and that helps them actually stick, personalized to you. And we're kicking off another 12 weeks starting on April 10th. This means the last day to enroll is April 7th. That way I can get the planner out to you and you can be ready to go and roll as soon as we start. You can learn more about this program by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash method. That's yourliferocks.com forward slash method. And I am so excited for the next 90 days. Think about this going into summer, having these systems under your belt and ready to just be free and enjoy summer without the pressure of feeling behind in any area of your life. Now is the time to learn these systems, apply them to your life and make the next 90 days really matter. You can join the Life Balance Method by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash method. See you there. You know, I've learned with having kids, you know, in such a range, every phase, it goes so fast and it presents a different challenge. 
you know, when they're little, you do get a lot more of those interruptions. But, you know, when that stops and they're not asking for your help, you miss it. So I think just trying to enjoy the moment, even with the challenges that each of them bring, but then just trying to seek out those solutions. You know, when my older kids are all in school and the baby's napping, you know, that's my time to work. I'm now working in chunks of time, you know, blocks of time. I think when your kids get older and they're all in school, you can work more traditional hours or just work straight through. But For me right now with the little one, I just have to make different blocks of time throughout the day, even the evening or night if needed, you know, make those moments count as well. Yeah. Blocks of time is like the magic (laughs) of making it all work and getting it done. But I love that you brought that up because it it is, it's not that they stop needing you when they get older. They just stop being so vocal about it, which I think is an important realization for parents to have. Even my my younger son, he asked me to make a sandwich for him the other day. And I'm like, dude, you know how to make a sandwich? Like I'm in the middle of something. Do you really need me to go make a sandwich for you? And he just, he flat out told me, he goes, well, I like it when you take care of me. Aww. And I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. Yes. I will go make you a sandwich. I know you can do it yourself, but you know, sometimes we need those reminders that they still do need us, even if they are capable of making their own sandwich. Yes. I love that. Okay, so we have been intentional about our time. We fulfilled our kids' needs first. We can actually focus and work in those time blocks that we have set up for ourselves. What is some of the other tips that we have about how we can still remain professional even though we're surrounded by kids making a zoo? (laughs) It's not easy, is it? Step one in that, you know, if we can kind of get everybody, like we just talked about, get everybody on the same page first. They all know what's happening. You know, even heading into this podcast, it was like, okay, you know, mom's going to go do a podcast. Uh, You need to go to the other end of the house. You need to close the door. You need to whatever. I'll be with you in a little bit. But the other aspect of that is that we need to make sure that we're still communicating professionally with our coworkers, with our bosses, with our clients. So, One of the things that we've really gotten into the habit of doing is responding quickly to those emails. I know all of us are inundated. Our inboxes can get a little bit crazy. But we don't have to reply with what they're asking for necessarily. But it's always great to send a quick reply just saying, like, message received. Like, thank you for your email. I will take a look at this and get back to you. Even just doing that build so much trust. Because I know I've been on the other end of that, where if I send an email and I don't hear back, then I kind of start to make up my own reasons. You know, Did my message go to spam? Did they not care about this? Are they too distracted? You know, Are they not sure? Do they not have all the information that they need? So even just giving people that touch point of, you know, I'm on it is fantastic. Along with that, we don't need to overshare. So that quick email reply doesn't have to be, sorry, I'm at the park with my kids right now, but I'll get to this later. We don't need to share that. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've sent emails from my phone on the park bench or while breastfeeding a baby or laying down with a kid who refused to take a nap. We've all been there, but we don't need to express that in a professional environment. We all have crazy lives. Those are things that we can go vent to our husband, vent to our friends, explain the whirlwind that's happening behind the scenes. But for all they know, especially you know, if you're responding to your boss or your coworkers, that in those settings, you know, respond professionally. And for all they know, you're sitting in a fancy suit at your laptop. You know, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. 
So making sure we do that. And also something I had to break the habit of is not setting deadlines for yourself that don't exist. So I understand the urge to say, thanks for sending this. I'll get it back to you tonight. If they don't have a deadline on it, don't set a deadline for yourself because oh, in the so world good. of in the world of parenting, right? We don't know who's gonna throw up this afternoon or start <laughs> running a fever or have a tantrum in the middle of the grocery store or whatever it might be. Stuff comes up even with older kids. You know, they might have an argument when they're playing video games with their friends and need a little extra you time. So if there's not a deadline in place, don't set one. Your intention can be there. Carissa and I always talk about, you know, that we really try to under promise and over deliver. So trying to take that into your communications as well. I think that that is so great. I mean, these tips I think are so purely golden. I love the one about responding quickly because it is true. You know, anytime that we lack in communication, it gives people permission to kind of make up their own story. And so the more that we can narrate our own story, especially professionally and how people view us. I think is really, really important and critical because you're right. People don't need to know. They don't need to know that you're sitting on the couch with your laptop or that you're, you know, laying down, like you said, laying down with a kid. They don't need to know all of the craziness of what's going on. And it removes some of the guilt. Yeah. That we don't, we don't have to share that. And, and it's okay to take those breaks. So if we stop, you know, announcing it to the world and just doing what works for us. We can figure that out without feeling like we're being judged from the outside in. Yes. So this brings up my next question that I have for you too, because I think that I love all of these practical tips that you guys have, but I think one of the biggest culprits to working moms, whether we're working from home or we're working in the office is mom guilt around these things because we make up our own story. We blink up our own baggage. And like you said, our own deadlines and our own, we put weight to things that maybe don't have weight, but we attach a weight to it um, and make it a little bit harder for ourselves sometimes. So talk to me a little bit about your thoughts with the mental side of this and and how we can be more successful as moms because we can do all of the things, right? Like we can complete the checklist and do all of the practical tips that you had. But at the end of the day, if we're laying in bed at night and we're thinking, gosh, I am a horrible mom or I'm horrible at my job and why can't I do both? And you know, we're starting to spin into a mm-hmm. negative spot. How do we stop that? And, and what tips do you have around that for moms? I think step one is realizing how normal it is that through our parenting community, through our website and through our book and through getting to do these podcast interviews, we hear this topic come up constantly. Everyone's like, that's great, but what about the mom guilt? So my takeaway from that is we are all experiencing that to some degree and accepting that that's normal. And part of that is just sitting with that, you know, or where is that coming from or who's putting that pressure? And it took me a long time into adulthood to realize that bad feelings are okay, that Mm -hmm. it is okay to be sad, angry, guilty, jealous, like they're just feelings. So we can sit with that, acknowledge that, and then figure out if we need to do something or not. So when I'm feeling really bad, like, oh my goodness, I, you know, had this big work project and I feel like I haven't even touched base with my kids. Looking at that and saying, 
Are they happy, healthy, growing, learning? You know, are the baseline things okay? Sometimes the answer is yes, they're doing great, they're happy, they're thriving. Sometimes the answer is no, they're struggling a little bit. And I need to tune back into that. And I can kind of go back into that troubleshooting mode and say, okay, what are they struggling with? How can I help? How can I shift my attention a little bit? We can do all of the things, (laughs) but not always at the same time. And it's okay to have those different seasons of life and to have our attention ebb and flow on what might be most important that given day, week, or month. So good. So, so good. I think that it's really important to, like you said, to kind of figure out where that guilt's coming from. Because sometimes truly everyone's like, well, don't feel mom. Well, sometimes we need to feel mom guilt. You know, I I know for me as a workaholic, there are times that I'm spending way too much time and ignoring everything else that's going on in life, spending too much time working. And I need that mom guilt to kind of keep me in check to be like, okay, I need, it's like a pull, right? From where I naturally want to go towards to something that is a little bit more balanced. Absolutely. Carissa, do you want to speak to that at all too? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I think for a while I kind of struggled with feeling like I wasn't giving my work the attention it needed because I was getting interrupted with kids or I couldn't work for a long, consistent period of time. You know, it was always in these bursts. But Sherry really helped me look at that in a different way. And it's something that she writes about in our book that I love so much and has really made a difference in my life. But she made the point before that when we used to work in a corporate office, you know, no one sits at their computer from nine to five straight with zero interruptions. When you were in the workforce, you know, you're constantly having people stop it by your office to chit chat. You need a mental break. You get up and you walk around the office and talk to friends or coworkers. You know, there's the water cooler talk. People take smoke breaks outside. You know, there's lunch breaks. No one ever is just sitting there working straight through. So her advice was to start looking at the kids almost as your little coworkers. And I just love that analogy. When one of my kids comes up and asks for help with something, sure, their request is a little different than if I was in an office setting. You know, my coworkers aren't asking for help in the bathroom or, you know, make, <laughs> make them lunch or something like that. But, you know, those little interruptions are totally fine. And it kind of gave me permission not to carry that guilt with me. And she also made the point too, you know, you used to take work calls and someone would pop into your office and you'd have to say, I'm sorry, can I put you on hold for a minute? You address the work situation, you know, that's happening. And then you jump back on the call and say, okay, where were we? You know, or pick right back up where you left off. You can do the same with your kids. You don't need to say, sorry, I need to help my child in the bathroom or I need to go fill up a sippy cup again. They don't need to know that, you know, and that kind of goes back into that communicating professionally. But I think just the the mindset shift for me of just looking at my kids as little coworkers around me, it just, I don't know, it also kind of brightens my day. <laughs> I love that so much. I think that that little mindset shift, because you're right, every time I've worked in an office, it's constant interruptions. And it is it is getting up and moving around and going to meetings and talking to people. And it is not just sitting down and being productive for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. It never is. And so I think that we having that burden that we put on ourselves now we're at home we should be able to do that i think is totally unrealistic and i love viewing them as coworkers i think that that just makes it more fun yeah <laughs> love it well you guys thank you so much for all of the fantastic information that you shared with us today now where can people get their hands on their books i'm sure your book is full of even more great practical tips that we need to survive working from home 
Thank you. Yes, our book is available at any major retailer. It's on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. A lot of bookstores have it on their shelves, but do check before you drive out somewhere. But you can get it online in a store. It's pretty much everywhere. Fantastic. And we will link to your website so people can learn more about you guys, follow all of your great parenting advice and to the book as well. Thank you so much, Sherry and Carissa. I loved having you on. And really, this is just brilliant. And I love that God is using your guys' skill and history and knowledge in this way to really pour into women at this time and season that we really need everything that you have to share with us. Thank you, Jenny. That means a lot. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.